This episode is proudly brought to you by Lululemon. Lululemon are a brand known for yoga, but as we know, their run gear is technical, highly functional, and built to last run after run through the seasons. Check the collection out at lululemon.com.au. Episode number 240 of the Inside Rain podcast. Thank you for joining us for another week. Big show coming at you. Just off air talking with the boys about uh, the results to get through tonight. We're going to be reviewing some Lululemon running gear. A good listener question, which is going to merge with training talk all about half marathon specific workouts. And um, we'll be hearing some weekly recaps to start things off. Welcome to my co-host up in Canberra. I think he's probably four weeks out from the Gold Coast Marathon. Welcome to you, Bradley. Thanks, Brady. Yeah, it's uh, bloody cold here. I think it's time to move to Norway for the next six months. Mm, it's crazy. It's been cold everywhere, hasn't it? Oh, it's been miserable, yeah. Had to be resilient running the last week, and I think this week. Yeah. It's um, some rough conditions. My other uh, co-host is also in a bit of a rough condition, Julian Spence. Welcome to you this week. Thank you. It's been cold down here when... Like it's not normally cold down on the coast. It's very mild on the coast normally. So I know how cold it would be inland right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How yeah? How cold does it get there overnight? Oh well, lately it's been down to about like five, four. But I went blue doctor last night, and it was like feels like negative two when I got out of the water and then walked home, and that was really really cold. Yeah, um, that's pretty cold. Yeah, the water has just dropped considerably, actually, like the, the temperature the last two weeks. And, and so it's it's proper, like, Arctic feels at the moment down on the coast. Yeah, whenever I think about Wingen, I just Google uh, Ballarat weather or yeah. Canberra weather. Because I, I know they're always going to be a bit worse than I am. Ballar- yeah, yeah, Ballarat's been hit hard, but It feels like temperature here this morning was like minus five because it was like 40k an hour winds. So it was like 3.6 oh. degrees with 40k an hour winds. Oh. I love whinging about the weather too because like you could pick a show out, you know, any any week during summer and would be whinging about it being too hot and any week in winter we're whinging about it being too cold. Yeah, but I think it makes you realise that period of like april may is just so nice here like you don't get the winds the temperatures aren't super cold um it's just great running weather and then you hit this and you're like oh and it's like just time to bunker down for the next like three months but this one come around real quick like it was good weather like two weeks ago now it's straight into like yeah it feels like zero and tops are like 10 11 Top of 80 tomorrow. That's what's got us. I think it snuck up on us a bit, and then bam, just taking us straight out. But anyway, we'll still keep running. We'll still keep talking about running, and let's uh, kick things off, Bradley, with your week, your Monday through to Sunday. Tell us what's been uh, happening. 
All right, so I had a lighter week in terms of volume. Um, I figured I'd strung together like uh, four pretty like big weeks, close to like sort of 160K. So I just did singles all week. Um, so Monday, when we got back from the coast, uh, headed out to Mulligans, it was, uh, yeah, wet and windy, so just an hour out there. Um, Tuesday... Uh, I actually just decided to run on the treadmill. So I just did another hour at just under 4.30s. And then Wednesday after work, I did another treadmill uh, run, but this time I did a session. Um, just my standard six by six minutes off one minute rest. So they were at like uh, 3.15s um, or 18.5K an hour. So yeah, I normally do sessions on a Tuesday, but because I did that harder long run, uh, on the Sunday, I gave myself a couple more days recovery. So that was the Wednesday, and that was like just a fun session. It's like solid but controlled, and yeah, you know, finished feeling like I could do a couple more reps quite easily. Uh, another hour then on Thursday, Mulligans 407s, and then Friday, I did like <clears throat> sort of, I guess, a bit of a marathon like a long tempo. Um, so actually Viv came out on the bike. So she hasn't ridden with me since uh, since before Lily was born, but the kids had a sleepover at Viv's parents' place. So she met me down at Yerribee Pond and did the warm-up together. And, um, yeah, I did four laps of Yerribee um, and, yeah, averaged 3.14s for that. And, like, it was – I'd say it, it felt like a marathon in a small scale in that – felt really really comfortable through um so it ended up being sorry it ended up being 15 and a half k at 314 so just just on 50 minutes and the first 10k felt like very good um which you know that sort of 20k of the marathon i suppose and then like the last probably couple of k got a little bit tough um but it was good because i feel like I sort of hit that point like where mentally it started to become a bit of a grind and physically my legs started to sort of just get a little bit heavy. So, um, yeah, I was pretty happy with, with that. Um, Viv fell off the bike again. Did she? Um, Is she okay? Yeah, she's all right, yeah. Um, she's, uh, yeah, she's a bit of a battler on the bike, but it wasn't it wasn't her fault. So we were coming up to, must have been uh, 14.5K into it and there was like four kids up ahead to to abreast on the bike path and i said to viv she was there sort of to help me with uh i guess clearing the path and also drinks if i wanted them but it was so cold that i I didn't i didn't have any liquid or any nutrition during the whole run because i was just just didn't feel like i needed it in that temperature so i said to her can you go ahead and you know clear the path because i knew that we're catching them pretty quick and she caught up to them and was like yelling out and they sort of obviously didn't hear her and then they finally heard her and one guy then turned around and pretty much just like slammed on his brakes and so she ended up the back of him and then she fell down i could see that she was okay so i pretty much then just jumped over because i only had like 500 meters or so to go no, or okay you didn't you didn't hurdle your your wife when she was on the ground surely oh, yeah I, remember, I kept going i was just like I did, but i didn't like because i knew she was all right but just, yeah um yeah, so anyway, I then finished because where she fell off was actually at a bridge. So she could just cross the bridge and meet me on the other side, which, you know, basically a kilometre from where she fell over. I, I ran an extra kilometre and she only had to go like 300 metres. But so she, she rode was, into um, a kid? Up the back of a kid, yeah. Well, the kid stopped. Was the kid okay? In front of her. 
Yeah, yeah. The kid, the kid apologised. Um, so the the, the six year old <laughs> kid apologised. <laughs> no, it was a high school kid, probably cool. like I don't know, year nine, fifteen years old or something. So I did yeah. see some video footage. I wish we had this fit on video. <laughs> you look smooth. Yeah. Do you see the video, Moose? Uh, I think I saw a little bit of it, yeah. He looks smooth. Yeah. When I saw it, I'm like, what's Viv doing riding the bike with Croaks just jogging? And then I checked Strava, and I'm like, 315s, or 314s. Yeah. I'm like, he looks smooth. So that was, I think, just around 10K. Um, so she did a good job of that. Like, you know, she, but then, um, yeah, <laughs> she seems to fall off at least once when we do a do, do some sort of tempo. Um, but anyway, it was nice. It was nice having her out there, and obviously appreciate it. it certainly makes the time go a bit quicker. Um, got that uh, last, got that last K, K in nice and fast. Croaks kicked it down. Well, I was sort of just as it got hard. You said just as it started. <laughs> got hard. I thought, well, that was the thing. It's like I'd better sort of get around here, get back to her, so say that she is actually oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that anyway. was it. That was what was on your mind. Anyway, it so, was. Uh, so it was, croaks pace wise. So this was. You, did you want to stimulate Ben Tide in the last five k? Yeah, pretty much. Like I wanted to, I wanted to uh, replicate that mental grind that you get in the marathon. Obviously, the marathon grind probably lasts a little bit longer. Um, but if I was to do an hour at, at you know three twenties, which you'll even slightly slower, which is probably like my marathon pace. If I did an hour at that, I don't think I would sort of have got there. Um, whereas this sort of just accelerated it a little bit more and yeah it was probably only the last you know couple couple of k that got sort of you know a little bit tough um but i was you know pretty happy with it like you know i think i rolled i think it was 32 minutes for the last 10k um so i think i think you get more out of doing the marathon pace effort the longer you mean yeah i know you i know you like that but i just like i wasn't going to i haven't done it's it's a very different marathon prep. Like it's very condensed. So like, I I didn't really want to go out and do a four by five k or something like that. Um, I just thought you know a solid fifty minutes and yeah and you know maybe um, yeah obviously if I was training properly for a marathon I'd be doing those longer sessions. Um, but this is the pace that you're going to kick down to, isn't it? For the well, who, who knows? Like yeah, probably not the whole second half, but it, uh, you know depending on where I leave the women and how I'm feeling, like I'd imagine that hopefully a couple of kilometres I can run that sort of pace. I'm in, you, the, um, I'm in the camp to leave them from the gun, Brad, like a few people in the comments here. Nah, gun goes, bang. I'm happy to, I'm happy to pace. I'm, yeah. I know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to get you to change your mind, which I know you're never going to do because you're, you're, you're locked in. Locked you, in. You love money. Um, why is this like you've run six minute reps on Tuesday at um, three fifteens, and now you've run fifty minutes at three fifteens? Yeah, but this is the thing: the treadmill, like the treadmill, feels way harder than this. Like in terms of the pace, like I, I feel like I'm running, fu- running harder on the treadmill. Did you have the- heart rate on? No, I wore, heart, I wore heart rate for the um, treadmill session, but I didn't take my heart rate strap down to the down to the pond. Mm. Looks pretty yeah. good, and it's actually pretty similar. One sixty for both. Mm. So well, anyway, that it was, must be wrong then, because like a six minute rep is very different to fifty minutes at the same pace. But he did say it was easy, like it was a fun session. Easy. 
Is that what you said, Brad? You like you like you had it under Which, control, a pleasant session or something? What was your word? What, the, tre- the treadmill the treadmill session. Yeah, the six. Oh, the treadmill session. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty comfortable. So mm. anyway, it was a good solid hit out, good solid run. Um, Looked good. Even did, do you think yeah. there would have been value in taking the gels, even though it was cold, just to get a bit of like gut practice in there, or did you take them on your long runs a bit? Uh, no, I generally don't take them that often. I've never had an issue with that sort of okay. stuff, though. Yeah, like I managed to get like heaps of gels down at um, like Lake Biwa. Actually, just about every – well, I haven't done that many marathons, but every marathon I've done, I've never had an issue with getting the nutrition down. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, I still think you should practice that, though. Like <laughs> you've only – you just said you've only done a few marathons and you can actually condition or train your gut – to 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 sort of handle it better by practicing with it, and and I think you recover better when you take it during training as well. You're less depleted, so you can have a better training week. Like I, I'm a, I'm in the camp of taking it during training, even yeah. if even if you don't have an issue on the day, I still think it's beneficial to to use it. I agree as well, but as I said before, like this marathon is very different to any other marathon. Like you know, the first half, it was, I'm not like it's not like I'm racing this marathon. So we're in two camps here, Moose. We're talking to him like we want him to race the marathon and prepare and do stuff at the right pace for marathon practice and take his gels. And he's like, I am not doing a marathon, boys. Yeah, but if you're not doing a marathon, then why are you doing this this stuff? Why are you running thirty eight K? To well, because I because I still have to actually run a marathon <laughs> and I still have to do it at a decent clip. But the point is, from the nutrition point of view, I'm gonna be less depleted after halfway of this marathon than I would be if I was racing it. It's only a couple and, of minutes. It's only a couple of minutes off your PB going well, through half. A couple, a couple of minutes, a couple of minutes off my off my PB, off what? What? What are you talking about? Are you still there? Yeah. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. So so you're going through at like seventy two minutes. Seventy two. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe like. Two minutes off. Well, on the flip side, then Brady banking two minutes. Brady banking two minutes. If, if two minutes isn't much in a marathon, then Brady banking two minutes early on, like he you know used to do, I've isn't an issue. I've never gone through in sixty-eight. No, I've but, never but, done sixty-eight. No, but the point the point I'm getting at is that Moose is saying that two minutes is not that much in a marathon. But if if somebody was to run a minute faster over the first half than what they should, you'd say, well, that's suicide. And so it's obviously it's obviously a lot harder. The effects of depletion aren't that great between you going through in sixty nine or you going through in seventy one. All right. Um, yeah. So so it's still going to be hard in the back half if you went through in sixty nine or seventy one. Yeah. Yeah. Can we? We can, can all agree we, to that. One thing though, like I've paced this marathon three times now, and I've gone to thirty five k with not really training for this marathon and I've felt pretty fine doing it and I've taken nutrition. So I think, I think I'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. But that wasn't winding it up though. You know what no. I mean? Like staying at 325 pace is big difference to start. Who knows? Like if, I'm a, if I'm having a shit day, I won't be winding it up. Yeah. I'll just be running to the finish line. I'm going to be at 26K, I think. That's where our, our hotel is. 26K with both the kids. I'll be there to cheer you on. I was working it out yesterday with Carly. Yeah. I still uh-huh. don't get it. I still don't get it. I'm like, you're fucking in form. You're Not in shape. You're going to the Gold Coast. Like, 
This is the time to run fast. Well, I'm, not, I'm not in. I'm not in PB shape, so I'm not interested in racing. That's and that's like I'd much prefer to go up there and and do the, the pacing would be made way more enjoyable. If if I thought I could run a PB, I would race. But I, I know I'm not in. I know I'm not in PB shape for well, a marathon. That's sad though. That's sad that you think like that. Yeah. That you, that you only run to run a PB because well. It, it, you yeah. never run again. But that's you never no, race again. No, but that's the thing. But but we've gone through this so many times. I run for more reasons than racing. I actually run – the racing part of it now is the least enjoyable thing for me. Me just stringing together a week of training is enjoyable. I love that. I could do that for the rest of my life and be happy, whereas you guys are just so obsessed with this whole racing thing. You did say a few weeks ago, Brad, after the Sydney 10, that you pride yourself on um, only doing good races, like yeah. having good results next to your name. But then if you were to finish this off and say run like 221, 222, when you're capable of running like 218, 219 on the day, surely oh, well, that, that doesn't bo- tick that wouldn't bother me. That doesn't, doesn't bother it? me. No, not at all. Because deep down I know that like it wasn't my right, ra- like it I wasn't, wasn't racing race. it. Like, so for Valencia. It's, diff- it's different if I've actually stated that it's a race i'm going yeah. to you know do it as hard as i possibly can true still be so you go to valencia try to run a pb though yeah well, i don't know that's not locked in either because that, that does yeah i don't like you just had a go at asphalt chasing pbs like well put this way i'm not really that like i'm not that interested in i'm not that interested in chasing uh like racing a marathon well there's actually there's two there's two ways that i would race a marathon one I would go to a flat fast one if I thought I was in a, if I thought I was a chance of running a PB. The other is running a marathon where I'm a chance of actually just winning the race. Mm. And, and and I don't really care about like Canberra for example. Canberra, get a w no, I'd happily I'd happily go and race Canberra um, to try and win it. Um, and 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 time, I wouldn't worry about I wouldn't care about time there. Um, but for me, I think I wouldn't be that interested in going to a flat fast one unless i could run you know a pb or at least cl- or at least go there thinking that i i potentially could got so, it got it that all makes sense yeah taking notes it, now. It, it, it doesn't <laughs> make sense to me but i i i'm with you you know you don't you don't get that people run for, for different reasons like to win to win a race at canberra is that the like you just you know well, that's anyway one, that's, let's poten- move on. that's potentially one reason to do it um but the racing the racing side of things is just like take it or leave like take it or leave it for me now like you know i i enjoy like the last what three months has been super in, like i've raced once in that time but it's been so enjoyable because every run that i've been on over that period of time has felt good which you know i couldn't say for the previous three years and i would much like i would swap feeling like this for the next five, six years, over any t- over any time, moving forward, um, because that's that's I understand what that. I enjoy. Like yeah. that's that's an easy thing to understand. I get that, but like I just don't, you just said you you went and ran that Sydney ten and didn't run a PB and weren't in shape to run a PB, but you still went and did it. So that's what I'm saying. Like, why don't you go and do this at Gold Coast too? Yeah, well, that one was more of the. I started training a bit differently. I just wanted to, you know, go and test out that. And that I remember about six weeks before Sydney Ten. I'm like, well, I'm going to train this way, and then I'll go and do Sydney Ten, and I'll see sort of what shape I'm in as a result of it. So, anyway, right. Crooks, up to Saturday. You out, recovered yeah. well because you rolled at four threes the next day. 
Yeah, so I did an hour that morning uh, and then went and watched the uh, new Top Gun movie that afternoon with Viv, so that was quite enjoyable. Score uh, out of 10? Uh, give it like a good eight, eight Jeez. and a half. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was I've good. heard good reviews. Mm, everyone, yeah. I've, everyone I've seen has liked it. Okay. Um, and then yeah, two hours yesterday, um, four oh nine. So it was a pretty, yeah, pretty shitty day. Um, like it actually wasn't that cold. It was just really, really windy, like forty, fifty k an hour wind. So we just did mulligans and then um, a loop down to Yerriby Pond. So that was twenty nine k in two hours and week of one hundred and thirty two k. Race week now, Croaks, Launceston, on the flight yep. down Saturday. Get excited. Uh, not really to be honest <laughs> but i'll be there you can chase a pb at this one road 10k pb what's your what's your road 10k pb uh, 29, 29 40 50 or 48 yeah. or something so this is one where you can chase a pb maybe we'll see let's <laughs> go there and race see what happens yeah the gun goes bang all right moose tell us about your week uh biggest week for a while for me 33k i think it was Monday night, I ran 4K because I was still beat from the cross country. So just 20 minutes around Anglesey and, um, yeah, just try to get some blood moving for recovery purposes. Next night, I ran um, with the Tuesday night group leaving from the store. Now there's a bit of a crew that leaves, so I thought I'd join them. Awful night, ran down along the um, Esplanade down um, the foreshore, Eastern Beach area in geelong and then back to the store so just like an out and back the store's probably like well, i'm gonna say that's about a k to the to the esplanade uh so it's not the it's not the nicest run it's actually not too bad um it's not too bad like uh when it's a nice day but at night gee not great um next day didn't run uh i think i i um I may have hurt my back a little. I think that's when I did tweak it and then ran to 8K on um, the 2nd of June, whatever day that was. Five-minute K pace, 40 and one second. So I wasn't even going for that, just seemed to work out. Uh, trail's a bit chopped up around here, so put on a trail shoe. Got a new one, Caldera 6 from Brooks. Pretty beefy. Next day, just ran half an hour. So I've sort of... With this week, um, I'm running a couple of runs together, so um, consecutively. So I ran 40 minutes and then 30 minutes the next morning. Uh, and then I had a couple of a day off, actually, and ran with Bree on Sunday morning. So we ran, oh, well, we ran from my mum's house, mum and dad's house, up, in, up the top of the hill, left Pia there. So went out for a jog. She did 14K and I did 47 minutes at the end it was. I uh, ran over some trails, some hills. So it was good to run with Brad. I think we've done that for like, I'm going to say probably a year or so. Uh, she kept going, dropped me off. And that was it, my week 33. And yeah, so Sunday night, that was last night, um, 4.30 a.m. Well, this morning it was. Woke up, throw my guts up, and that's why I sound a bit shit right now. Still unconfirmed the cause of the sickness. <laughs> but, yeah. Eating old shit out of your uh, fridge again, Moose. We worked it, that out off air. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that old. It just may have spent a bit too much time out of the fridge 
the first time around. You know, it has that green furry stuff on it, Moose. It's a bit past the Sears by day. I have no time to make make lunches. or So if I see something in the fridge, that's going to get it every time. Something pre-made that's just banging in the microwave. Like, that is a dream to me. Uh, so I probably just need to be a little more stringent on that. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, is Bree racing anything in the Gold Coast? Nah, I think she wants to sleep in. All the races are too early. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm going on a holiday. I'm not getting up at fucking 4 a.m. to go to a fun run. Uh, so, no, nah, she's not. Um, but she's getting there. I think she actually has an entry for Berlin this year that she's she picked up in the lottery, and she's going to defer it to the following year. Uh, so that'll be that'll be a locked in. Let's, we'll be going to Berlin 2023. So that should be fun. Hear the announcement here. That's oh, good. Well, yeah, Bree will be racing, um, and perhaps it's time for me to carry her bags. Although she's run every time we've done Berlin, she's run the race herself. She did, didn't she? Yeah, broke three the first time. Yeah, uh, was it that the first time? Yeah, first so. time. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, second time, I think. She's been there twice, broke three the second time. Um, yeah, love, like, great day that day. That was the day that you were there, and we had a few beers afterwards, right? Uh, yeah, that was just Dano and I that year, wasn't it? That yeah, that brewery, yeah. that real industrial looking place. Yeah, for real Berliny, wasn't it? Yeah, that was right. Good memories there. Good fun. Yeah, good fun. That was good fun. Is that when you ran two sixteen with Malcolm Hicks? Must yeah, been. that was it. So that was the that was pretty good vibes all around that day. You broke two twenty for the first time. Yep, just got Dano it. Dano ran what twenty two twenty two maybe? I think it was two twenty one, wasn't it? Oh, two twenty one. Yeah. yeah, he had a good day as well. And he had a little more hair back then too. So we were all going all right. Now we've all got kids and just trying to figure out life. Drop, and it, drop yeah. them off at our parents' place right. so you can go for a run. I keep thinking about how it used to be when you would like just be able to do whatever you wanted. Oh, whole days. I got out of my <laughs> run yesterday and I'm like, imagine having no kids and you're like, I'll just have a shower and just do whatever the hell I want for the next eight hours. <laughs> yeah. Or like, let's just go for dinner tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Doesn't happen. <laughs> I'll tell you about my week. Oh, are you going to do Cruden Farm next week? That'll be your next race? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be going there. Uh, 12K, 12K will test me big time. It'll be, I mean, a test to get around 12K with Hill. So, um, yeah. 12k cross country is like closer to a half marathon than it is a 10k on the roads i reckon it's a tough race yep it's like well what will you compare that 10 mile remember that 10 mile brim bank we used to do yeah oh boy that that just went on and on um that was a tough race yeah which leads into my week because i think i pulled up sora from 8k cross country than i would have 10k road um after mm. the after our race last week so i was really sore monday i did 60 minutes in the morning 449s um just didn't get rolling like it wasn't one of those ones where i start off slow and get quicker it was just slow the whole way but just respected it and just just kept it easy 30 minutes in the afternoon at 441s still battling um 80 minutes though on the tuesday morning run with your mate ferg we'll talk about him at the end of last week's uh, yeah. episode so i met up with him um, it was dark. We had to start early because he's a pretty busy man, um, and it was good running with him. We were just talking, talking. But he's good at talking, isn't he? He's good for a chat. So, yeah, um, he is. Yeah, because I I don't think I'd ran with him before. Like seen him at a few races, but um, you've kind of got a few of those blokes in Ballarat, don't you? Like Dalt, Berkey, Ferg. 
all like, oh, wow. all, all family men. I think men, and I reckon yeah. I've ran with all three of them when they come to a Chukamalama. Oh, like yeah. So Dolts, he's got a fuck knee. He isn't running ages. Berkey also fuck knee. Hasn't well limps around. Ferg, Ferg's got the most potential. He's run two twenty nine. I think and he Melbourne, ran at Melbourne. Yeah. Yep. And um, but can run, can go quicker. But lo- loses the plot. Like goes and does. It's like a runner for the North Ballarat mm, football team. That. Yeah, yep. it does some stupid shit like that. Anyway, we did eighty minutes together, and I was like showing him my um you know the local footpaths and roads and shops and all this stuff but he knew more about the town than i actually did <laughs> he's uh pretty heavily involved in businesses and uh yeah was pointing things out as we were jogging along and did 80 minutes and then i think we averaged 419 so um i was actually surprised when i looked at that at the end because i just had my stop face stopwatch face going so obviously the legs had bounced back all right so that was an enjoyable run just good ch- talking to someone with like a similar iq which was uh <laughs> which was good so that was all right. I don't think he finished school first. <laughs> He's a smart guy. Uh, 30 minutes in the afternoon at 4.41s. Wednesday, I moved my workout back a day, so I did it in the morning on Wednesday. That super cold weather we're talking about. I think it was feels like zero, like 20K an hour winds. Um, I did six by one and a half K at threshold. So I was kind of working at about 3.12 average, I think, for the workout. Some were faster, some were slower, depending where the wind was. The last one, for example, I think was about oh, 3.17 average just because it was the whole 1.5K was straight into the wind. And I just had to check the ego and just be like, nah, let the wind slow you down, um, which is sometimes hard to do in the last rep because you know you want to finish it strong. But I just knew that I was working way too hard if I was going to be trying to hit that close to 3.10, 3.12 pace. So uh, I blew out a bit there, but that was okay. And then got 7K in the afternoon done at 4.33 pace. Hour 45 before work on Thursday at 4.15s, just cold, dark, wet, had two pairs of the running gloves on. Like when I say running gloves, I mean like the the cheap Nike Asics ones, I think the double I had on was. And, um, you put two on? Yeah, two pairs of like the real, you know, the real thin ones. Yeah. And they'd still, so, they yeah. still did nothing that I had to, you know, when you take your fingers out of the like finger holes and you just run with your hand in a fist inside the gloves. But then the fingers from the gloves just bounce around and you, just, uh-huh. you look like a tool. Yeah, you ever thought about that? Ever done that before? I've never had to do that. Croaks, you ever done that before? No. Yeah, you just got to get some warmth going and get the fingers all next to each other in a fist and then the glove just got nothing to do. But anyway, I've got to, because um, my, my wife's mum, Kate, she bought me a good pair of like merino wool ones last year, which were like real old lady gloves like just super woolly didn't even look like running gloves but geez they were good but i just can't find them i've got to start moving some clothing around in my wardrobe to see if i can find that pair of gloves because that saved me last winter and then uh 30 minutes in the afternoon thursday so big day of mileage there friday 70 minutes in the morning and then um 30 minutes with six times 20 second strides in the afternoon then i did monofart like saturday morning um i hit 6.5k just had it programmed into the watch, so I don't like look at pace or anything, but it kind of looked like I was hovering around like 255s for the ons and 315s for the floats. Just went out and back. I went, I think I went 11 minutes out, so then I turned on the one minute um, float and then, yeah, went back in the same direction. So that was good. Just a, you know, it's, it's hard to feel good in those last couple of minutes of Monofartlek. I think it just. It's a good session where yeah, you're pretty gassed towards the end of it um, if, you, if you're keeping those floats pretty honest, which I was doing. 
but happy to hit like six and a half K, like solo, cold, wet morning. And then Sunday, hour 50 at 4.13s, listened to um, Hamish and Andy podcast for a while and then into a bit of music. And yeah, an hour 50 was a piece of cake coming off the back of like two hour 15, two hour 20 long runs and quite enjoyable. But I did have, um, I watched this, the finale of Ozarks the night before. You guys watch that? Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I had that finale going through in my head the whole time, Crocs. Which a bit happens in the finale, doesn't it? Without giving anything away, the punters oh. at home who aren't through it all. Why would you have that going through your head on a long run? It just, it just, it just, you know, like just some of the plot lines in there, and I'm like, oh, did they have to do that? They should have done this. Like, I just, I wasn't sure how I felt about it. Mm. That's the stuff that goes through my head on a long run, Brad. Just, just all kinds of ideas, so uh, and thoughts and stuff. So anyway, it was a good week. 169.5. Round that up to 170 in the training diary because it looks a bit better. Um, saw the Pies have a win yesterday as well, which is good to see them beat Hawthorne and a good week all round. Rolling into race week this week. Body feels good, feel recovered, looking forward to go. Man, you croaks, big feels. We'll talk about them at the end of the show as well, we'll do a bit of a preview. But yeah, everything's feeling all right at my end. Uh, thanks, Patrick. Going well. Thanks and for- it was a smart week, I reckon. Smart week. Yeah, you just got to wait, don't you? Like, you just let your, I think, running without your pace showing. And then, so I got, like, pleasantly surprised on that Tuesday. I'm like, oh, that was 419s and I wasn't trying to make it 419s. I must be ready for a workout in 24 hours. Whereas mm. if I finished that day and it was still, like, 440, though, I would have been like, nah, we're giving it another day. So listen to your body um, is pretty important, I think. Let's thank some Patreon supporters. Croaks, who you got? Uh, I've got Lewis Neville this week. Lewis lives in Wagga Wagga. Uh, he has a 1733 park run next to his name, which he did at Wagga, 120 for the Murray Marathon Festival. So I'm guessing that's the half. And 255 at Melbourne in 2019. He possibly has a birthday in May. If so, happy belated birthday. Uh, he proposed at Lake Louise. He's well-travelled. Ran his first marathon in 310 at Richmond Park Trail Marathon back in 2018 and won it. Uh, once saw the Queen, and his Instagram is looking a lot better than his Strava. Oh, and he has one child, a girl. So, a lot there. Thanks for your support, Lewis. Gone deep there, Brady. Could have kept going, too. I got onto his old Instagram page, and there was some good stuff there. Lake <laughs> Louise, Canada. Been there, boys? I've been there. It's a good spot. No, I haven't. Beautiful I haven't spot been there. proposed, is it, Lewis. Is that a real crystal clear lake? Yeah, yeah and the snow mounts all surrounding. Yeah. Seen some pics of that. And like it ices over. I reckon I was there when it wasn't iced over, but there was snow like on the mountains. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Good spot to drop the knee. Good on you, Lewis. Thanks for your Patreon support. Moose, who you got? I have Johnny McGibbon from McLeod in Victoria. Is McLeod like Bendigo Way? No, it's a suburb um, in Melbourne. I looked it up. Oh, is it? Yeah, pretty close. I said like, yeah, neither did I. And then I looked it up and it was like 14K from the CBD in Melbourne. Oh, just a real small um, like suburb. West, there. east, north? Oh, I'm going to say east, but I'll confirm for you. All right. Estimated best on Strava as 2209, 48, 143 at Run Melbourne, 2018. Recently did a Mona Fartlek and has hit 418 for that Mona. Did the half at Melbourne in 2021, nailing the consistency on Strava and potentially has two kids. Thank you, Johnny. Northeast Moose. Oh, Northeast. Um, Greensboro, Bandura, Lower Plenty, oh, Preston, yeah. okay. Northcote, gotcha. that kind of area. Bully. I gotcha. Yep, you know what I'm talking. 
Well, I know Bandura. <laughs> Do you go, go to there. university? No, I didn't go there. Didn't but go there? I um, is that Deakin Bandura? No, Latrobe Bandura. Yeah, no, I've never been there. I just go there to run. Good on you, Johnny. I'm going to thank Lucy Clark. Listen to this bio here, boys, from Bright Victoria. She's a Bright Brewery ambassador. That'd be a right ambassadorship, wouldn't it? You've been there? I've been there a few times. I haven't been there, actually. I've been through yeah. the town, a lovely town, Bright, um, mm. but now I haven't been to the brewery. 1855 for five, 127 for the half, 315 at Gold Coast in 2018. Not sure how current those are, PBs are, but her big claim to fame is that she is the world record holder for the fastest person to cover, to run, um, the length of New Zealand, 3,000 Ks from top to bottom, bottom to top. Not, not sure which way she did it. Um, yeah, huge. She's also, she did 3,000 Ks in 66 days, which is 40, south. 45K per day average. Oh, yeah, I don't know right. if she went north to south, south to north. I'll have to look that up in a second. Um, I wonder she, if she had days off. And so she, like. Oh, you reckon? So then she's like, the average is actually higher. Maybe she only does 5K one day and then she does like 60 the next day or something like that, 70 the next yeah, day. Yeah, don't know. have to ask her. Um, she cycled the length of Britain also as well. She's a strategic marketer and content creator. Her biggest dislike is people chewing with their mouth open and sniffing. So, so, Lucy, well done on all your achievements and uh, a massive thank you for your support over there on Patreon. Pretty three unique, different individuals this week. So, uh, yeah, there's a whole lot of legends over there on Patreon. You can also become one yourself if you're listening to this and think this show brings you $5 worth of value a month. That's for four weeks worth of weekly show, plus a shoe geeks, plus all the other stuff that we uh, try to provide. So uh, Inside Running Podcast, search it on Patreon or patreon.com forward slash Inside Running Podcast. Keep the lights on. There's a reason we're up to episode 240, and that's because of the legends at Patreon. Running news, boys. It's been a big week. What happens in the week of running? Start with you, Croaks, up at uh, New South Wales Cross Country Relays. Yeah, so they had the relays uh, up at um, up John Park in Rydalmere. Uh, run crew won both the men and the women, but we'll start with the men. Uh, they won in 50-11, so it's a 4 by 4 k relay. Um, yes, they won in 50-11. Second was Sydney Uni in 50-22, and UTS North third in 50-44. They beat Bankstown for the third place by one second. Uh, the three fastest splits of the day were Kieran Hall, 12-10, Ed Goddard was 12-11, and Benny St. Lawrence was 12-18. Um, as mentioned before, women won the run, uh, run crew won the women's race as well, 56-53. UTS uh, second, 61-36, and Sydney Uni 61-44 for third. The three fastest splits: Abby Norberg 13-45, Ainsley Van Graan 13-57, and Kate Spencer was 13-59. This was at third round croaks. Run crew already ahead, weren't they, on the overall standings? uh yeah i'm not sure i'm not like yeah because they have all different divisions and like the whole club i think the club premiership might include like juniors and stuff as well so i I don't i don't really know how how it all works the run crew rattlesnakes are going well though up there dominating everything is that what they're called yeah that's supposedly (laughs) i don't know that's just what i got told hey uh moose why do they all wear those um the new dragonfly cross-country spikes you see those i think there's been some um How's the, how's the Sydney boys some, got them? Some samples thrown around, oh, actually. Okay. Like, 
testing stuff. We had a guy like Liam Coglin, he runs for Geelong. He was wearing them at mm. St. Anne's actually. Uh, yeah, so I think there's just a bit of a hookup there with a Nike employee who's uh, given them out for testing. Okay, so, so they're not because they're all kind of white, but is that just because they're sampled? They're not going to look like yeah. that when they come out. No, well, I haven't. I have no idea what they are, to be honest. Like, I, they're not due to come out for any time soon. That's for sure. Okay. Um, so I wouldn't get your hopes up there. Yeah, I just like the dragonfly for cross country as it is. But you think yeah, these be are better. these are slightly better. Like for cross country, they will be they're tighter up. They got these um, the the cross country pins look a little bit more like rugby spikes. So it's not just tiny needles. It's like there's actually a base to them. Um, yeah, yeah okay. they look pretty good. Uh, next bit of news, Moose. Georgia Griffith yeah. talked about her twice, but this is this was actually uh, midweek, I think. Mm, yeah, this yeah. is this. So Georgia Griffith got the time, the world champs qualifying time. She ran 4.03.95 and won the 1500 at Jesheim by over eight seconds. So she's pretty much time trialed that. Uh, placing herself in contention for Birmingham Com Games as well as the World Championships. She also ran two minutes flat 72 last week in the Netherlands, which we missed. Uh, so big run from her, puts herself in the ballpark with that 403. Um, then comes back at the Rabat Diamond League. Is that right, Rabat? Yeah. Rabat. 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 Last night. Yeah, where is Rabat? Monaco. Morocco. 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 Oh, Morocco. Yeah, okay. Capital capital Morocco. So she's run 1,500 metres again. And this is a Diamond League race. So it's a legit one. She's come fourth. She ran four flat 16, number three all time Australian. Lyndon Hall was in the same race, came ninth in 403.2. So what this does is Georgia Griffiths leapfrogs. Um, Abby Caldwell in the race in the in the rankings in terms of like fastest times qualified for the world championships and Commonwealth Games as well. Um, now, this is where the question marks begin. This is where the conversation gets interesting. Croaks, where does it leave Abby Caldwell? Well, this comes down to the selection criteria and how you read the selection criteria. So. If- from my understanding and what has happened in previous years is that if you're if you win the national title, you basically have a spot reserved for you as long as you hit the standard before the end of the qualification period. So Abby Corbell won nationals. She didn't have the standard at the time, but has since run the standard. In any other year, that would make her an automatic selection, um, which if she's an automatic selection, that only then leaves two other spots, which we know that Jess Hull and Lyndon have both run under four minutes in the qualification period, and now you've got Georgia. And unfortunately, four doesn't go into three. So um, personally, I think it would be brutal for Abby not to be selected based on just what's happened previous years. Like I, I think they should place some value. If you'd rock up to the trial and you win the trial, and she beat, um, Abby beat uh, Georgia and beat Lyndon in that race, then I think you deserve your spot if you've got the time. Um, Whether that happens is, uh, I guess, we have to just wait and see. 
Yeah, the wording in the selection criteria says any athlete who wins the selection trial, so nationals, and has achieved the world athletic standard prior to the trial and within the qualification period will be automatically selected. So if Lyndon won that day because she did have the time from the Olympics, bang, mm-hmm. she's got a spot, automatic. And that's why we saw people get announced a couple of weeks ago. Remember when like... Um, that's right. Know, no, they got announced and, immediately after, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that wording has obviously changed since what we've expected in the past croaks, haven't we? Like as, for as long as I've known, if you win the championships and then go get the time in Europe or the US yeah. or wherever, you, you yeah. then you then you really nail your spot. But, and I, and, and I agree almost, with that because nationals is early for Australians. Yeah, I would almost argue that the fact that Abby didn't have the standard at trials and won it and then got it later is better than somebody who has the standard mm. beforehand wins it and maybe then is not in any form after that um so i I don't know what's going to happen but like i'll feel really sorry for abby if she doesn't get it because we know that she came real close to making the olympics last year um and to miss out again when she does have the standard did win did win nationals um yeah i guess it's going to be interesting to see but like at the moment on form um, well, I guess I, I guess Lyndon has run. Lyndon ran faster last night at the Diamond League than what Abby has ever. Um, yeah, so I guess you can't four oh four point one. Yeah, yeah. But, but we just we but, still have a few more weeks as well. But how important is a head to head? Like, yes, they're running quicker yeah. in different races, but Abby beat Georgia and Lyndon at the Australian Championships. Yeah, yeah. They've so, got to take I, that into account. I think I think Georgia will, will go faster as well. Like I got up this morning and watched the race, and like she looked great. Yeah, like she did, didn't she? when she's in when she's in full flight, like her her stride is so impressive. Well, um, is Lyndon the one in trouble if she can't find time? Well, she's a, she's an Olympic finalist. No, she's even she, Olympic finalist at home. I don't think so. I don't but think. I think Lyndon would have to at least get like run four minutes, like yeah, run basically four flat. To knock Georgia off at the moment, like you still got to you got to pick on on current form, don't you? Mm. I think there's got to be credit in the bank when you're doing what Lyndon's done over the past twelve months. True, to, yeah. And also, Lynn, oh sorry, go go, Moose. Well, I think this is the perfect opportunity to use the Commonwealth Games as the development championship, and 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 give a spot to Abby Caldwell in the Commonwealth Games. And I know it's not as simple as that because of the uh, restrictions on field limits and the Australian team size and all that. But in my mind, this is like those three girls have run faster, uh, considerably faster now. And, yeah, I I just would – like let's just see what Abby does the next couple of weeks, I guess. That's probably a good indication. Yeah. That that'll that'll make things a little clearer. If I'm Abby's manager, I'm doing everything I can to get her in a diamond league that's paced fast. Because they went through in sixty one. They set that up perfectly. I think Lyndon will like that's you know really her first race since indoors. So like she'll only get faster off that. Like that's her season opener. We spoke about this last week, but when does the qualification qualification period end? Uh, it's like oh, late June. Yeah, yeah. So okay, the so other Linda's option only would, got three weeks though. Yeah, the other and option then, would be yeah. for Jess, uh, Jess Hull to at, at one of at one of the meets focus purely on the five, Which and not, she did at nationals. That's why Abby, she wasn't in that race where Abby did win. Yeah, so you know, Com Games, for example, Jess runs the five k, and then that gives 
uh, Abby, Lyndon and Georgia, uh, the 15. But, you know, Jess probably sees herself as a medal chance in both of those events at a Commonwealth Games. So she'd probably want to run both of them if it's possible. Mm. Don't know. Mm. The 26th of June, that's the mm. cutoff. Okay. So I've got another dot. Yeah. Keep a lookout for, well, I guess, all three of them, really, don't you? Four of them. Yeah. Yeah. Good I think pro- they're good all problem to have, still... I guess. It's a great problem to have as a country. But yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's the depth is incredible. A message now from our podcast partner, Lululemon. We've been talking about and wearing Lululemon. And if you're after new running gear for your run season goals, you know where to go. Lululemon have designed this season's run gear with technical and functional details. From internal zip pockets for the small necessities to variations in lengths for women's and men's running tights and shorts to sweat wicking fabrics and mesh paneling exactly where you need it. With superior fit and technical innovation, Lululemon designs gear to last and perform day in, day out, no matter the weather. Not convinced? Try it out for yourself with free shipping and free returns for all online orders. Go to www.lululemon.com.au. Also at Rabat, uh, Rose Davies, she ran the 3K. She was seventh. She ran a PB of 8.49. Jess Hull's got the Australian record at 8.36, though, so still kind of 13 seconds behind that. And I think that's it, actually, for, yeah, you've spoken about the 15 there, Moose. So that was good to see some Aussies in action this morning, last night, depending on when you watched it. Uh, any more news of oh, Brisbane Marathon quickly? Wayne Spires, just what I spoke about him last week. Fellas. Yeah, he Win- won Noosa, right? Noosa. Came out and won Brisbane this weekend in 2.28. Thing really same similar. Same time. Exactly the same time. Yeah, real uh, similar times. Urchana Murray Bartlett, she won the women's in 2.57. I think I did see somewhere, this is a good AV runner, been around for a while. I think I saw somewhere that she's running, oh, like some epic... Um, the length of Africa or something. Do you see that, Moose? Oh, there's, I, I saw something, but, yeah, I didn't read it. I don't know if I got the right country there. but she's No, out, she's oh, you got some, the right name, though. She's doing some right, massive so. run, yeah. Fundraising for something worthwhile, I'm sure. I'll, um, I'll have some more news on that in the coming weeks, maybe. Aiden Hobbs won the half, 66.05. Hobbsy, Reckon that'd be a PB for Aiden, too. That's huge. Yep, that's a good run for him. And I don't think that's that quick, that course. Uh, Cassie uh, Fan, past guest, she's back, 76.02. And then Kieran Perkins, talk about him nearly every week on this show. He won the 10K, 29.46. And Olga Fazova. Won the women's in at 33.53. So some big names getting around the Brisbane Marathon Festival mm. on the weekend, Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, Leonora Moose, explain yes. this race to some of our overseas listeners. All right. Well, Leonora is like this mining town in the Australian outback um, in Western Australia in the middle of nowhere. And they put on a running race. I'm not sure whether it ties into any other festival at the time like whether it's or is it a standalone thing not yeah, sure no they do do it i looked at their website yesterday i think they've got a few events going on in the main street there yeah like a cycling race as well or so, normally that anyway um, like lawn bowls or something oh yeah well it's been going for a long time now mm. and they do really well to get all the elite athletes out there because massive prize purse 65 grand up for grabs over the weekend for the runners Bitumen Street is the track, and it's like a, a um, it's like a crit track basically. You go up, or I'm gonna say, well the 300, I'm gonna say it's like 200 up, 
200 back. Yeah, something like I, re- I watched the 600, and then I watched the mile as well. I'm not sure exactly how long the loop is. But, yeah, very, um, very like, town-friendly. Everyone can line the streets, and you can pretty much see the runners at, at the entire, like, time. It's not like they run out. You lose sight of them. You can see it the whole time. Uh, pretty difficult, these road miles, to get your pacing right, I reckon, just because you've got no reference point. On the track, there's always, like, you can fall in and you're getting splits every every sort of 100 metres, whereas it seemed like it's difficult to pace a road mile. Um, six and a half grand cash to win the race, two and a half grand worth of golden nugget as well as a bonus. So in the ladies race, Zoe Buckman, uh, Zoe Buckman, she was a star of Australian athletics for a while. She ran at University of Oregon and then she was in the 2016 Olympics. Is that right? Yeah, I think she went to two Olympics. Two Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I haven't seen her much um, lately, but she's run 4.47 to, to win, to outkick Nat Rule, who's won 4.47.8, and Melissa Duncan third, 4.48.7. So that's a huge sort of, I'm going to call it a comeback win because we haven't seen her much at all lately. Uh, so big from Zoe Buckman for that win. Nice payday. Hasn't got a result on her world athletic profile since 2018. Wow, that's a while, that's a isn't while it? ago. Three-time national champion over 1,500. She yeah. went to the Olympics at Rio, and she came ninth in her semifinal, 4.06 that day. You reckon she also went 2012, Crooks? I don't know. I thought I heard somebody say that she was a two-time she, Olympian. She was very good for a long period there. Mm. She's back in Canberra now. Is that where she's from originally before she yeah. went overseas? Yeah. Who's um, she running with? What group? Um, Jared Ryan is is coaching her. Uh, so Jared oh, was pr- pretty much the heart and soul of track and field in Canberra. Like he'll, any any track meet, he's up there with his bike and doing all the admin stuff. But he was a pretty handy runner back in his day. He was like a um, sub eight minute three k guy. Um, so he generally coaches a lot of juniors. Um, but yeah, he's coaching. He's been coaching Zoe, uh, I guess, probably for the last year or so. Okay, she, well, yeah, yeah. London as well. She came eighth in the semi there as well. So she's two-time mm. semi-finalist at the Olympics. In the men's race, Callum Davies outkicks James Hansen. So James Hansen on the front for the whole race tried to make it an honest, an honest pace and did so. Ran four ten flat Callum to come around Hansen late four ten five and yeah luke burrows western australian was third four fourteen nine so just off the back but yeah it was it came down to it it was out of these two i think jude thomas who i thought might have been the favorite for this mm-hmm. he actually was off like the fourth. back yeah, yeah. no mm-hmm. fifth i reckon fifth, was he, he was. yeah i think he did fifth. oh no i reckon he passed someone to come fourth at the end there well i don't know but I'm anyway yeah he um he wasn't really in it at any stage, actually, so I'm not sure what's going on there. Yeah, and, um, yeah, unique. If you, I think Runners Tribe have got the video up on their social media if you want to check out what we're talking about. Worth a watch. All right, boys, Training Talk and Listener Question combined this week, and this week's Training Talk segment is proudly brought to you by Lululemon. Lululemon have designed technical gear with the runner in mind to last more than the season. Head to lululemon.com.au to find out more. Bradley, do you mind uh, reading the questions? No, I can do that. Go for it. Um, question comes from Johnny. Hi, guys. Idea for a training talk with Run Melbourne coming up in about eight weeks. 
How about some suggestions for half marathon specific sessions? Cheers. Mm, good one, boys. What do you got? You want to half marathon? Uh, half, half marathon. Half marathon is so. Uh, it's just basically. I feel like it's the race that you can do anything, like you can train for using multiple different sessions yeah. and they're all helpful or handy. That's why uh, I love it. Yeah, you can do like shorter stuff, longer stuff. You can do long, long runs. You can do hard, long runs. It's it's all relevant for the half marathon. But I'll give you one. My favorite half marathon specific session that I do for most of my athletes coming into a half is the 3 by 3 k at half pace with three minute jog recovery that's and that's not that difficult but um i, f- I feel like it's a good indicator or well, not an indicator but I, f- I feel like that hits the spot pretty good do you ever go to four moves 4k yeah uh, four by 3k oh uh you probably could yeah probably could makes it 12k worth of work yeah yeah you, you could I, i've never really found like i needed to go longer so i think if you're a trainer guys that are good at training can go to 12k but I was, I was never great at training so 3k was enough for me yep brad you're any favorites for a half marathon uh i haven't run that many halves but one thing one i did do before christchurch was um yeah it was 12k worth of work it was two by six k with like a gap in the middle um i think it was maybe a three minute jog um so that's obviously pro- like a little bit more intense than moose's one um because obviously you're doing 6k worth of work before you get a break but it does give you that sort of um, that half marathon feel to a point, or just just you know running at that pace for a longer period of time. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's... good because twenty one k is a long way. Like, yeah, you need to do some longer workouts for it. Yeah, yep. I enjoy um, the progression run for a half marathon, and like you boys have already said, I guess with yours, Moose, you can start with three reps and build to four if you want to, but you don't have to. But I like the one where you could potentially start off, what are we, eight weeks out, he just said, maybe closer now, that, that email came in a few weeks ago. But you could start off with um, 9K progression run, and you could go 3K a bit slower than half marathon pace, 3K at your half marathon pace, and then 3K a bit quicker. And then you could just build that out. And you can build that out to even like 13, 14K, um, where you break it into three sections with the first third a bit slower, middle third at pace, the last third a bit quicker. And I feel that's a good one to concentrate because you don't get any breaks. Um, as someone who I think is a half-decent trainer, when I see the 3x3K or 4x3K, I'm sometimes good at concentrating for 3K worth of work, mm. um, whereas when you've got to concentrate for 12, 14K in a row, that can test a whole different mental stimulus. So yeah. I like doing a bit of stuff like that as well. But yeah, a, a specific workout, and then as Moose said, you can be doing shorter stuff as well. Um, that 300 meter workout you spoke about a couple of weeks ago, Moose. I'd be throwing that in there somewhere, or some 400 meter reps. I think you did those last week, Croaks, off a short recovery. They're good for half marathon, 1k reps, mile re- repeats, and a decent long run. Then you'd be pretty fit for your half marathon, I reckon. You can do long tempos as well. Long tempos, like, yeah. Long tempos at marathon pace is gonna is to me is gonna help a half marathon as yep. well. I, I I think you can. You can pretty much become a very versatile, uh, overall rounded athlete by training for a half marathon. Yeah, and I think those longer tempos as well, like we we're just talking about, like the mental gains you get with that, is um, yeah, yeah, really important yeah. to just just learn to concentrate. Um, the pace might be slower, but once you're fresh and you've put the training 
you know, together for a few weeks. And in a race day, that same effort that you do on marathon pace at will probably be half marathon time yeah. on race morning. Yeah, well, the day I did, so I did actually here, found it, 2 by 6 k off a two-minute float. So that day I did like 12.5K at 3.07s, and then I raced the half marathon at 3.05s. But like in, in training, like there's no way on that day I felt like I could run, you know, 21k at that pace but it was sort of a good i guess it ended up being a, a, a decent sort of indicator mm. i don't think i could do that that that's that session with two minute float mm. I, I could i don't think i could do it it's a good workout isn't it mm. very good workout where'd you do that around croaks oh, that was Yerby. yeah old Yerby pond uh thanks for that part of the question uh johnny and then brad the second part of it uh, from Lucy, hi boys. I really enjoy the weekly podcast. I've been listening for a few months now and recently signed up. I'm trying to break 90 minutes for a half marathon. I would love to understand more about why long thresholds slash slowish runs are so important. Thank you so much. Mm. Threshold slash slowish. Yeah, slower. Did you mean like long long runs like. Oh, you think it's two different things? I don't know, like long threshold slash and like long slope. Yeah. Well, you could start by addressing the threshold component and the half marathon. If if you're running 90 minutes, you'll be running slightly slower than your threshold pace, but by spending time running just underneath your threshold in training means that you can improve it and then you can you can uh i guess tolerate more time spent at that particular threshold you become better at utilizing lactate and clearing lactate and basically being able to run on the limit for a lot longer um and so for a half marathoner that's like around 60 to 70 minutes most of their half marathon stuff will be threshold running um, as you do more specific work for the half marathon, you'll run slower than threshold, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't do threshold work in training. Uh, and so, yeah, I guess it's just to tolerate lactate better. Um, yeah, that's, I guess that, that's why you do threshold. There is a lot of evidence around now to go a touch slower though, isn't it? Yeah. Under threshold. Under, yeah. yeah. Sub threshold. So I don't think you want to just, I don't think you want to get so particular with it though. Mm. So and, and you want to pretty... feel it. You want to ride that line when you're doing the workouts. Yeah, it's so like it's so exact to. Oh, uh, you don't really know where you're at unless you're doing some scientific shit to work it out. And so you're out there in the middle of bloody Prince's Park or wherever you're training, and you're thinking, oh gee, I wonder if I'm under or over or I'm on it or whatever. Um, you're probably over. Most people run their thresholds too hard. They yeah. they they run it too fast they get to the end of the rep and they really want to stop because it's getting hard for them and that's a sign that they're running it too fast and so they should that's the point where you're like okay threshold i'm going to get more out of this if i slow down and maybe just go down from fifth gear to fourth gear mm. yeah i agree with you and then why the slow long runs important building fitness time on your feet strength strength get like, over think... the hills yeah, and look, from my experience as a coach, like people that are doing these like half marathons and marathons, it's it's the strength that 
lets them down. It's never, it's never their speed. And, you know, you build strength by being out on your feet for a longer period of time. Like strength in terms of your, your, um, your legs, but also your aerobic engine. Yeah, that's right. This is like someone who's newer to running, what they're lacking is aerobic conditioning. And, and that you don't get a lot of that by doing hill reps and doing the yeah. fast 200s and all that stuff. You get that from being consistently at a very easy pace. And you get it especially more from doing a long run. And, and that's why we love going out once a week over hills like we all do except for you Brady mm. and <laughs> and and just being out there for an extended period of time yeah I think most recreational runners would improve their running by purely just running more and jogging and and like without doing any sessions yeah they um, would yeah, they just, would. that's what holds people back the most I think is just running a decent amount of volume each week yeah I've got to say most important run of the week is your long run second most important run of the week your second long run midweek one Oh, where'd you get that from? Chris Wardle. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bloody good saying, though, isn't it? Do you, have his, do you have a poster of him up on your wall as well? I love him so much. I still <laughs> I can I can tell. I haven't had a bad race since... Each week. I haven't had a bad race since I interviewed him either. You notice that? <laughs> Probably due for one this weekend, though, so uh, we'll see. Uh, boys, it is that time. We finally get to review the Lululemon running gear that we got sent so I've been using that, saying thank you to them for the training talk segment each week for the last couple of weeks. But we do get to review the gear that we got sent. A massive thanks to Lululemon for sending us. I got some half tights, a couple of long sleeves, tops, some socks, some jocks. I got a hat in there as well, I think, and maybe some splees, some uh, running shorts there as well. So a massive thank you for sending a box my way. I've been loving this product. Um, it's just all good quality. That's the first thing I noticed when I opened the box. I was actually surprised we got so much stuff, to be honest, as well. I wasn't expecting that much stuff. I might start with the half tights, though. One of my favorites. The good thing about these half tights is they've got the built-in jocks, so you don't have to wear uh, anything underneath. So everything's pretty snug. Everything fits in all right there. And two pretty decent pockets. I, um, I occasionally run with my phone, and these Lululemon half tights are the only pair of half tights where my phone actually sits and it doesn't bounce around, and I am not afraid that it's going to bounce out and smash on the road that I'm currently running on. Um, I think every other pair of my tights do have a pocket where the phone's meant to go, but it doesn't fit like it does in the Lululemon half tights. So that, that's my thoughts on those. Are you guys wearing these ones at all? Yeah. Do you, do you get them? Half? Do you get the same stuff I got? Yeah. So I got half tights, a long sleeve, a short sleeve, and then the socks and jocks and hat. Um, half tights have by far been my favorite piece of clothing. I've worn them every Sunday long run for the last probably five weeks. Um, and like you, the pockets are amazing. I, I reckon I could fit probably three gels in each side. Um, and like on Sunday, I started the run with gloves on. And I remember back in the day, I used to either sometimes take my gloves off and just like shove them down like my pants, like if I wasn't holding them, whereas I was able to fit both my gloves down into one of the side pockets. So um, yeah, they've been my go-to Sunday long run um, piece of clothing for the last yeah, five weeks. Yeah, the long sleeves, do you know on the long sleeve, they've got little messages typed in inside like the seam? Have you seen yeah. those? Yeah, actually. What I'm do wearing, they say? Movement I'm wearing, Movement is med- medicine or something like that? I'm wearing it right now, actually. What's it say? Because um, I remember putting it on the other day going, oh, that's nice. That's written on there. I'll find it. It must be on the back because I'm looking at the front of it. I think it's on the sleeves too. 
I'll find it. You'll find Keep that. talking. Moose, what have you been enjoying about it? Well, yeah, I got the half tight. Uh, I have been running in that. I do like it as well. Like, I'm with you guys. It's a bit tighter than some other half tights. I'm not sure how to go in summer. I like my tights to be a little looser in summer, like the um, uh, like the other ones I've got. But in winter, I appreciate it a bit tighter. And it's a bit thicker material too. So it's a good winter half tight, that one. Mm. Um, yep, appreciate the phone pocket uh, for whatever. I don't carry my phone, but I like to just chuck like um like you said gloves in there or even just like commuting to the run often i'll drive somewhere and just chucking your phone in on the way to the run um i like i also have the long sleeve i've got it in the orange same as you brady yeah good cut. orange too orange yeah we all got the orange the blue, i think yeah i got the long sleeve and that's been good like there's not a great amount of long sleeves out there um i find like if I'm going to wear a long sleeve, I would normally just wear like a, a t-shirt and a jacket um, over the top. But at the moment, I'm, I'm putting this long sleeve on. and It isn't like, it's very soft. And sometimes when you go softer with your materials, it doesn't wick or it, it, it can get a little heavy with sweat. Um, this one's a good mix, I think. It seems to be a good mix. It's got like a, a sort of antibacterial property through it too. So it doesn't smell like after your run as bad as other tops do. Hmm. I didn't know that. Brady, move your body is on in one um, sleeve and steal your mind is in the other. Oh, I like that. See, just putting it on. You're just getting a bit of uh, wisdom before you go out for a run. Socks <laughs> are good too, Moose. You are actually yeah. the black pair of socks. I'm not sure if you guys got this, but it's got mm -hmm. the reflective... Um, the reflective like pattern so when cars see you when you got socks on yeah. it bounces back often and that i don't know you guys don't do much work early in the morning out on the on the roads but for someone like me who's blue collar out there running and when it's dark that's something i appreciate you got to be more of that sort of compression feel to mm. them moose raced in his the other week at, um mm. at, i did actually yeah. I, didn't I, like them. I like them I'm a, I'm, i actually saw them and i thought oh these will be terrible you know a lot of brands have a crack at socks and get it really wrong but no, I've put these on and gone. This is good. These are good socks, and yeah, I'll wear, I'll wear them out. Um, yeah. When I saw yeah. you in them, I thought, oh, he rates them pretty highly. Like I think runners yeah, yeah. have. I'm sure you guys are the same. You got stuff that you'd do your easy jogs in, and then you got stuff that you like wearing for workouts or races or even the yeah. long run. Like you got kind of two <laughs> tiers of different 100%. running kit. Do you guys yeah. do the same thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know with Lululemon, like all this stuff's gone to like the top tier for me. We know we know how much importance I place on my long run and having a good fast long run, and they've, they've yeah. been my go go to piece of clothing for the last five weeks. The half tights. The last <laughs> thing I want to say about Lululemon's running gear um, was a head turner for me. Boston Marathon this year, Scott Farble. Can you remember him running? Mm. Yep. Yeah. And do you know what singlet he wore? Well, I'm going to guess. I'm going to have a wild guess. <laughs> have a real wild guess. Did you know Trust at the me. time when you saw him? Uh, I didn't see him. Google him while I'm talking here. He ran in, it's almost like a tie-dye pattern Lululemon oh, yeah. singlet, which I wish we got the option to get sent to us because I definitely would have been ticking that box to get one Don't of those. Don't buy it yourself, I am. Mate. I'm going to buy it on their so website much. right now. And they've got Good. four different colours. Um, this, we often complain about men's, or I often do, men's running gear looking a bit boring. This is a really cool singlet. If you watched him at the Boston Marathon, you'll know yeah. what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and they've got four different colours. I wonder if I can get it for Launceston this week. 
See, this this is where we, we probably... This is where you're going to differ an opinion to people because when you say something's cool, yeah. I'm, not sure, <laughs> I'm not sure how cool it actually is. Um, right, let, Google Scott Farble, Boston Marathon, uh, and you let me know if he looks cool or not in that photo. Uh, all right, I'll let you know. Google Didn't look. he wear like a... Yeah, all right. I reckon he had um, he had a bit of a mix. I reckon he, every single bit of clothing was a different brand from head to toe. So he looked good though, and he ran like 209 or something. Great run, PB. Yeah. Anyway, that's oh, yeah, uh, that's that chat. Anything else to add there, boys, before we move on? Massive thank you to Lululemon as well. And thanks well, again. He's got the Lululemon hat on, I think. Does he? He went hat and singlet. Yeah, I reckon that's the hat we got. Did you get – I got, flu, I got uh, fluoro yellow. I got fluoro orange. Mm. Look, oh, oh, no, I, got a, black. I got a black one. Did but you? I can't – my hats are ter- – hats look terrible on me, so. Yeah, you got a I'll, weird shape hair, don't you? I'll swap you. <laughs> I'm going to head that suit to Beanie. All right. So uh, that was that. Thanks again to this week's training and talk partner, Lululemon. Their new range is designed with lightweight fabrics, thoughtful features like key-sized zipper pockets and mesh panelling to keep you running whatever the weather. Visit lululemon.com.au. Moose on the loose. Oh, moose on the loose. Yeah. Um, I had had something this week, but I think Zach is going to – take care of it on his running run to pb podcast um yeah so i'm gonna let him take care of it okay all right so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna yeah he'd be good at it i'm not gonna take steal his thunder you've just given them so many downloads moose run to pb sign ups are gonna be coming in hot this week but do you know what who are they got on there brady zacker i'm not on there i'm on here (laughs) with you boys Mattress. I'm not too concerned. Chris Armstrong, some legends over there. Oh yeah, he's a good fella. Chris Armstrong. Why did you nice, sign up with you, blokes? He's nicest too good of a bloke getting for that. around. Chris Armstrong won't find a nicer bloke in running circles. It's just odd that he would get mixed up with you, though. Water finds its own level, Moose. You notice all these good people seem to be in the same spot. It's like when it's like when Ferg got brought to me in a Chukamaima. Oh, settle. Moose, settle settle give me something. Yeah, uh, give you something that's made me upset lately. Um, I've got one for you. Correct. You watched the start of the 1500 Rabat Diamond League, the men's I, race? I did. What the hell happened there? Uh, yeah, so the gun went and everybody bar two took off and the <laughs> other two were like looking, going, what, what's going on? Like, is, is the race started? Yeah. Um, it sounded like the crowd was pretty, uh, pretty noisy. Um, so I don't know. Like, I think they probably should have just called it back because those two guys had no chance. Surely. Um, they just left them there and these guys are looking at each other and then they're like, oh, we've got to chase this down. It's very like, strange, Moose. Have like a look they, at it. Like they could have easily just, you know, hit the hit the gun again because people had only travelled like five metres or whatever, <laughs> um, but they really stitched those two blokes up. Ruined two guys' races there. And another one, back to officials at Diamond League, what Diamond League meets. Like these aren't volunteer people that I'm picking on at bloody AV races here. This is like the biggest meet in the world. Uh, Diamond League the other day, men's fifteen hundred. Mm. Where was it? Um, Birmingham. Yeah. Oh, Prefontaine. They rang the yeah. bell a lap early. Yeah, it was Birmingham. It's a, it's a three and a half lap race. How do you get that wrong? Yeah. Just a joke. What about what about when they they're calling out false starts in the five k? Oh yeah. That that annoys me yeah. because a guy leaves a millisecond early and they're firing the gun a second time and restarting it. Mm. Just fucking rate. Just let him go. Yeah. Like, no one's getting an advantage there. Come on. 
over officiating um, track races. Oh yeah. There we go. We got one in the end. Have you purchased anything? Um, I've purchased a bit of stuff actually. So I've got this. I got this dog here that I that I've raised since he was a puppy. He's Cedric, his name. He's Big Dog de Bordeaux. Now he's a real asshole. The thing, like, I love him, but he hates other dogs and he's attacked a few. And he's shit dog to walk. And so now he's like eight years old. And I thought, you know what? I'm gonna have another crack at training him. And so I've been buying dog training equipment. And so my latest purchase. <laughs> was this snack pack bag like it's a buckle bag it's like a like a waistband and and you um and you flip like you clip it on and then it's got like a bag for your snacks like a little um <laughs> like a little i guess satchel you just uh, said so, I don't look cool. People are not going to like <laughs> judge their purchases of what I say. So, Miss, do you know who you remind me of now? Who from the castle, Dad? Because they're selling jousting sticks. <laughs> you don't need this shit, but you just, what, what's he asking? <laughs> yeah, I need it though. Because like, how else are you going to carry your dog's training snacks? I'm not going to put him in my pocket. That's gross. Uh... Um, and so yeah, I bought like bought him a collar and. It's work in progress. Imagine teaching an eight-year-old dog weighs about like fifty kilos, pulls. Oh, this is a challenge though. Like I'm not challenging myself with running. Body's letting me down. This is a challenge. We're like, I'll get this dog. Six months time, I'll get him. You'll see him. I'll go to dog shows. I'll go and do like <laughs> dog competitions. Good luck whatever with they that. call. It. Yeah. How's he go with the baby? Oh, it's weirding him out actually. He's a bit, bit strange around it. He's turned into a real weirdo. Like, yeah, it's hard to explain, but <laughs> you, you don't leave him in the same room with the baby. He just gets like, it's almost like he's possessive of it or something. Like, and he always wants to follow you right round. And then like, yeah, it's a bit odd. I reckon he's either going a little senile, like getting a bit past it, or the baby's fucked him up real good. Like affected his pack <laughs> position or something. Okay. Just an odd one. Looking forward to more updates. What did you say its name was? Cedric. Cedric, yeah, Cedric. It, check out Instagram. I got he's on my Instagram. Oh, he's the yeah, the real big fella. Yeah. Yep, I know the picture you're talking about. Um, okay, so what's coming up? We've got tickets still available for the Gold Coast live show in a few weeks. Getting quick. They're going, but there's still some available. It's gonna be a great afternoon. We'll be recapping the live Bradley's Marathon. I'll be in action in the half on the Saturday. Moose and Bree will just be sleeping. Won't be at any of the races. But um, oh, you'll catch some of the races, won't you, Moose? You're going to get up early? We should do a long run on the Sunday. For what? We'll do at the Gold Coast. Oh, yeah, I'll be up. I'll be up. You're going to get up. Stuff. You'll be on course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll be out. I've, I've actually I've tried to hire some bikes. They've ignored me. I, I'm trying to get – I'm trying to rent bikes at – I've got to sort that out, actually. Yeah, I'll be out there for sure. Where are you Saturday, staying, Sunday. Moose? Uh, for, let me just check. It's in it's in Queensland. <laughs> uh, it's on the Gold Coast. Um, I reckon it's more like Surfers Paradise, though. Where are you, Croaks? Surfers? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm near you, actually. Mm-hmm. Gold think... Coast. Um, Gold Coast. So that's that, Gold Coast. Get some tickets. Oh, here we go. Great weekend. Can't wait to get up there out of this cold weather. Where you staying, Moose? No, I don't know. Don't know. Don't have it. Don't have the just info. Have the listeners knocking on your door. Probably not the best idea just to say where you're staying on air anyway. No idea, actually. Um, Ocean Champs are also this week. Not sure if that 
impacts any distance runners that need points because everyone's just nailing the times. Yeah, I, I had a look. The, the selection criteria is pretty much written out. The Like, they're not going to pick the the Oceania champions. Like, it, it was always played up like they might. Yeah. Um, you know, back in, when they first started talking about these ranking points and all that. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it'll have the effect that it it, it was supposed to. That makes yep. sense. Yeah. And Rome Diamond League, I think that's Thursday, Friday. So yeah, um, the, we'll be talking the ninth. about... When is it, Brad? It's, it's the 9th. It's um, Thursday. Yeah, so it'll be, what, Friday morning, our time. Okay. Guessing. Sure, there'll be some Australians in action there. And the other big thing this weekend is the Launceston 10K. We'll uh, share the stream on our Facebook page. You might have to do that, Moose, because uh, oh, yeah? Croaks, Zachary and I will be racing. Oh, Sunday morning. That. Sunday morning. Put that in your diary. What time do you start? I don't know, Brad, do you know? We're 10.30. usually the a half, late start. Oh, 10.30. The half's half early, though. Is that like 7 or 8 or something, isn't it? Um, yeah, I'll check. I think it's, yeah. Got the fields open eight there, boys. Open the, the fields up and tell me who's going to win. We'll start with the um, half marathon. Got him open? Speed. Yep. 8.05, the half marathon is on. Okay, so I'll be running done before we even get down there. Actually, that, I watched the stream from my hotel room last year. That's good. Good to watch. While oh, yeah, okay, ready. so I wonder how Sam McIndy's going because he was on fire. Kieran, Kieran Perkins hard to beat right now. This is the 10K you're talking about now. Yeah, 10K. Yeah, well, Sam McIndy went over to the States, ran a – didn't he run a 13.35K? Yeah. When yeah, I'm looking, yeah, I'm gonna, when I'm looking yeah. at this list, he's the only 13.30 guy there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For five. Yeah. I've yeah. got him as favourite. Well, he should be able to, like, basically sit and kick from from all those other guys. Yeah. Imagine. Oh, 29.48, you got down near Croaks. Is that your track PB? Uh, yeah, I've run pretty much similar on the road track. You should put your track PB down there to look a bit quicker, I reckon. That's how you've got well, women, in this race. Women, Aloise Wellings, 31.14. Leanne Popiani, 32.26. Chess Stenson, 32.40. Natalie Rule, 32.46. Natalie's okay. going to destroy that time, I reckon. Big destroy the field too? Um, well, I'm interested in seeing how Aloise Welling goes because she did DNF that half at Sydney, what's that, three weeks ago? Um, so back on a start line. So you'd assume everything's going all good. And she ran That for... is, yeah, so this is a good one. That's a story to follow. Also, this is a good race. You've got a few up-and-comers with Pompiani and Rule, and then you've got the old... The old brigade, the old legends, Jess Stenson and Eloise Wellings. Interesting. And they're both sitting there wondering which team they're getting picked for. Mm. Do, yes. Do you reckon they wait and see some of these? Do these results mean anything over 10K? It might, it might play a tiny part, a tiny part, but it won't play a significant part. That's how I think. So you think half marathon, Brett Robinson's and Liam Adams. There's going to be, a, but Brett's off a 10k PB and a pretty close to his 5k PB. Yeah. So I'd assume he goes into this favourite, but Liam's never easy to beat. No, like Liam will be competitive, but I, I can't see him beating Brett over the half. Like I think Brett's just got too much, too much speed. Like you know, over that sort of distance. Mm. And then she, yeah, um, oh, sorry. Well, how did Liam go? Liam ran it. St. Anne's, or did just a tempo run? Ah, just a tempo. He caught up with us with like a K to go and was just like talking to us all. <laughs> so this is going to be a good battle, guys. And I, he kind mm. of cut me off a bit and then he ran wide over the course and like put his arm out like, oh, you can have this line. 
And I'm just like, mate, I, I don't want that one. I'm just trying to not to die here. Don't worry about me. And then he kind of does a bit of commentary with like 500 meters to go. Come on, boys, you're looking good here. Hey, force up for grabs. Let's and he's wearing like, because my actual friend, he saw a photo of me next to Liam Adams um, and had, knows nothing about running and then sent like screenshot of it, sent it through in a group chat and was like, Brady, surely you beat this guy. Like, were you lapping him? Like, what's going on? Because yeah. he's got spray-painted shoes. He's got a trucker's hat on, and he looks like he's just out for a Sunday jog, and we're all, like, in spikes and, like, look like we're about to die because we're breathing so hard. So I had to um, remind my mate that, uh, no, nah, that's a two-time Olympian, yeah. Liam Adams, who's just doing a tempo run and an AV race and coming in, like, fifth or eighth or whatever. And then come in. did you send send the photo to the Moama Bowling Club saying, hey, look, I beat this guy on the weekend? No, not a bad idea, though, Croaks. I should have done that. Missed an opportunity <laughs> taking down Olympians. Yeah, I reckon he'll, yeah, he'll, he'll, he won't go down easy because he's ran well on the roads. Run for the kids, he went crazy fast at the start. And then he, yeah. he won against, like, Timmy Vincent and... And those guys pretty easy at Sydney half. He'll be up for a battle, Liam Adams. Don't don't write him off. And then Sinead versus Millie in the half. Superstars everywhere here. Yeah? I'll go. I'll go Sinead with that one. You got to be back in Sinead, fresh off her PB over in or just off her PB. I think two seconds a couple of weeks ago over in Japan. Sinead and Brett. Sinead and Brett into Sam McEntee and who for the women? Ten K. Mm-hmm. See if you can pick a perfect four for me. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Nat Rule. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's hard. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Nat Rule has been crushing it. She ran that. She has been crushing it. And remember that. Yeah, she did run the bridge. She ran. Run the bridge. She ran very well. Yeah. 10k. Uh, well, coming off like just coming. What she run? 15:06. 5k on the track. Like yeah, no, recently, yeah, she just missed like, it at the time by like a. Well, no, she got the time. Oh no, she got the time. Yeah, yeah she yeah. got the time. Yeah. I, I, like you look at that, fifteen oh six on paper, like she should beat those other girls. Like I know it's a ten k, and this is five. Uh, you know, this is ten, and that was five, but still, fifteen oh six gives you a bit of room to play with. Like because Leanne's run what fifteen twenty something recently. Um, yeah, people are sleeping on Leanne Sydney run. I know there's controversy and discussion about if it was short or not, but still, even if it was a hundred meters short, she's still breaking thirty-two minutes. Mm. That can be good enough to win this. I'll take Leanne. All right, that's all, boys. Show's finishing. Anything else? What's coming up in your life, Julian? Uh, this week, back to work, of course. Got to sort out this stream for Sunday morning. You'll just uh, have to hit quick share to the page. Won't oh, be right. Yeah, okay. You're not you're doing right. commentary on it or anything. <laughs> well, yeah, you're going to have to teach me how to do that. Will do. Uh, Bradley, what are you doing between now and getting on a plane Saturday? Uh, I'm going to head out to the track tomorrow night. Um, but, yeah, it's looking to be pretty miserable. And then, yeah, a couple of days of work and uh, – yeah, flying down late Saturday afternoon. So hopefully there's no uh, issues with flights because I think because I have to fly from Canberra to Melbourne and then Melbourne to Launceston and I'm like the last flight sort of for the day into Launceston. So I don't know what happens if the Canberra flight was potentially delayed, what would happen there. Mm. So hopefully I'll make it. Swim across. Mm. Yeah, that could be interesting. Uh, I think Zach is going to do a guessing competition on the Facebook page or Instagram or something guess both our times win a bit of merch or something we got any merch left moose he was asking today if we had any beanies and i'm like nah no beanies but we'll find a singlet or something 
Yeah, there'll be something floating around. Yeah. Probably need to get rid of that Shopify site too. We'll be paying for by that. By the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've been yeah. paying for that every month. <laughs> paying yeah. for it, not selling anything on there. Good idea. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're done, ladies and gents. Thanks for listening. See you all next week. See you Saturday. See ya. Lululemon believe that running is discovery. It's about the feeling you find along the run route. Freedom, peace, euphoria. Discover their technical run collection at lululemon.com.au.